Welcome to Overboost 59. Overboost is a podcast interview series featuring discussions with speedrunners about their history in speedrunning and gaming and the runs they're passionate about. I am your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today is Spectralite. Spectralite, thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you for having me on here. So one of the reasons that I wanted to invite you on, I always love to start from the top with current event stuff. And I, I, I think I had followed you on, on Twitter a while back. And I noticed recently uh, you've been talking about uh, something which I think is a, a common subject among uh, speedrunners and streamers uh, and that you're, you're desiring to move beyond what you feel are your roots, that you're, you know, you've been doing a lot of Resident Evil. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I just wanted to check in. How is that going? I know you recently completed a speed or a speed run or two of the first Dino Crisis, uh, but you're still also doing some RE stuff too. So, like, what? Give us some insight into what what prompted you to do this change, and how has that gone? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess to kind of back up a bit. Um, I started speedrunning last year and I didn't know what game to play. And at that time, I was super obsessed with Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I've been a longtime fan of Resident Evil. Um, you know, I watched my relatives play from the PS1 days and I really loved it. Um, and I became a super fan when Remake came out on the GameCube. Um, I've dabbled in watching speedruns, but I never speedrun myself until last year. Um, so I started off with RE2 Meg and I, I just kind of like went down the line of my favorite RE games. And when RE3 came out, obviously I did that. And when Village came out, I must be had run down as well. Um, but I felt that I didn't want to just stay in RE for both a personal preference and as a business perspective. Um, so for me personally, I don't like to stick with something for too long. I get kind of like this shiny object syndrome where I'm like, oh, this game looks cool. I want to try that. Oh, this game looks cool. I'm interested. Um, so for me, it's just to keep spicy or my content spicy for me. Um, but I also think from a business perspective, um, I think a lot of streamers can relate is, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into one kind of game um, unless you're like super obsessed and like, of course, please play what you like. Um, so yeah, um, that's my speedrun journey up until now. And like as you mentioned before, PMC, um, I did my first run of Dino Crisis or mm-hmm. a couple of weeks of runs of Dino Crisis. And it was di- really different. <laughs> um, and it was similar enough to RE <laughs> to where my community was kind of like familiar with it. But they saw that it was kind of different from RE. Uh, for me, it was a little bit... Um, less engaging so but i mean it was it was a fun run it was a fun thing to try i wanted to try it and i did and i didn't like it so i'm gonna just shelve it for now and then try something else do you feel like maybe you have a a, a better sense because i mean you mentioned that your, your start with speedrunning stuff was you know you had watched all your runs you loved it started doing yourself went down through a few whether that be you know some of the remake games og re2 uh, re8 that just came out the fresh you know the fresh new hotness do you feel like playing dino crisis gave you a better perspective on what you enjoy in a speed run you know that might inform future attempts at finding new games yeah definitely definitely um so i found with dino crisis it was 
less engaging for me. And this is because, um, you know, when I'm streaming, my community knows me well enough to see that, oh, she doesn't really like this because X, Y, Z. And it's kind of helped me pinpoint what I like and don't like in a speed run. So I felt that with Dino Crisis, it was kind of like a walking simulator for me. Um, it was, <laughs> it was just running down like back and forth through the same hallway. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't any fights. You didn't really need to deal with the dinosaurs. Um, you didn't even need to fight the T Rex if you wa- didn't want to, depending on what category you wanted to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like a lot of running and puzzles and, you know, I didn't really like that. And especially in a survival horror context, um, I would probably like that better in like a different setting. Um, but for me, I think if a speed run involves like a lot of maybe inventory management or a lot of fighting or kind of like making decisions on the fly, depending on what your inventory looks like, um, that's what I'm would be most engaged with, I think. But that also means that also kind of says, oh, I like RE, but I do want to try things outside of RE. Um, I, I've showed interest in running like Dark Souls games, and that's pretty okay. different. Yeah, so. that's quite different. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's interesting to hear your response to Dino Crisis. Um, there's a streamer that I'm a, a fan of who plays a wide variety of games, and he's recently been on a survival horror kick, like a PS1 era survival horror uh, loves had played all a lot of the OGREs for the first time. Loved them. Mm-hmm. Uh, played Dino Crisis, and it has since then become a meme in his stream. <laughs> how much he hates Dino Crisis <laughs> because he feels that the you know, And honestly, a lot of the things that you just said, you know, don't really need to fight dinosaurs. Don't even really have to fight the T Rex. It's mostly walking hallways and using key cards. Were exactly the things that that he said. So it's you know as far as I I I rented that game from Blockbuster probably in like ninety nine or two thousand whenever that came out. Um, mm-hmm. I remember playing it with a walkthrough as a kid. I can only imagine playing it now though. I would probably it sounds like that is you know the the consensus response to it. Um, but I'm you know I want I want to follow up on one more thing there, which is you mentioned. Uh, uh, so we were you know the games that we were talking about were both uh, classic and modern survival horror games uh Mm -hmm. souls though as you said correctly definitely is a different pace uh what makes you think that souls would be a a good i mean i'm guessing you're probably a fan of those casually um well i played dark souls 3 casually um i didn't i didn't get too far but what (laughs) i played um i liked so i probably will return to that um and also Sekiro uh, mm-hmm. from the same developers. I really loved. I'm still playing through that. Um, that's also a potential speed game. But I also run, um, not run, sorry. I, I watch speedrunners who run Dark Souls. Oh, yeah? um, okay. I've seen I've seen Mad Apocalypse run oh. Dark Souls 3. I've seen um, Pessy even run Dark Souls mm-hmm. 3. Um, so it's it seems like a really fun run. Uh, it's just more of kind of, kind of like a different path and t- different style of speed running um, because there's a lot of combat involved and then there's like a reset to the menu. It seems very involved mm-hmm. um, where it requires a lot of attention and like management. So I think that's challenging. And I think that, um, I don't know, from, from me playing in the past, I would be really interested in trying that out. No, I, I, I mean, also shout out to Matt Apocalypse. I, I had him on the podcast, uh, I think, oh, towards the beginning perfect. of the year. And he was, he was an excellent guest. Uh, really, really a lot of fun to talk. I think he was the first, probably like major Souls runner that, I, that I've that i had on. Um, so he was definitely a ton of fun to talk to. 
I all right. Since you you invoked the the shadow of From Software, uh, and I am required by law to ask uh, if I said Armored <laughs> Core, do you know what that is? Oh, chat guys, I'm sorry. Like, no, I only know who Onion Bro is and Praise okay. the Sun. Like, that's all, right. all I know. Okay, I'm that's sorry. Fine. <laughs> so the, the funny joke here is that uh, I haven't played a Souls game yet myself, uh, but I am a like classic from soft fan uh i do speed runs mm-hmm. of the early armored core games which were some games that from soft did for the playstation one um so it's just kind of a joke it, it's funny because it was like i was into this niche developer in the 90s and now they found a lot of success you know with this this series the soul series and so, so when i hear people say oh from soft games and i'm like yeah i love from soft games and uh, you know <laughs> we're talking about different things which is fine by the way i'm not you know getting on anybody's case <laughs> um, speaking of going back in time, though, uh, we've covered a little bit mm-hmm. of current events. Uh, I love to cover a lot of history. I think um, history does a lot uh, to you know shape one's interest in games. You know, it depends on what access you had. Where does your history with gaming start? How does that enter into your life? Oh gosh, um, I was introduced to gaming by my dad and my older brother. So um, I grew up with them. Or them playing the games of me being a spectator mm-hmm. for a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, I think that's how I started. I started watching them play like Resident Evil and then like it just it just invoked this like sort of like just like heavy interest, kind of like an obsession. I was like, wow, <laughs> you can like c- like you can play this character, you fight zombies and like the first character I got obsessed with was Claire from mm. RE2 because I was like, oh, she has brown hair like me. Like, and, you know, I want to be Claire. And um, so I, I started off watching and I, you know, I was too young to play those games. Like my mom was super against it. Like these are like violent games. Nah, 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 but you nah, could like, watch. Yeah, but I could watch. Like, no, no, actually, actually, I, I watched against her her permission. Ooh. So I was like, oh, like, can I just watch you? And you know, they would be like, yeah. And then it's like, just don't tell mom, blah blah blah. And like, um, so I kind of like tiptoed around that. I was like super obsessed. And um, I guess outside of that, I I started off playing like rhythm and beat games as well. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bust the Groove. Uh, it's just like a yeah, so that, that, was that the other one it's that super old? <laughs> yeah, well, it was an old rhythm game. It was kind of a, a, com- a competitor with with DDR. Am I remembering that right? Or uh, um, it's it's in the sense else. where like you press all the arrows and prompts before the beat starts. So it's like you do like up, oh, up, yeah, down, okay. down, and then you press X on the beat. Yeah, um, that kind of rhythm game, okay. like Parappa the Rapper, kind yeah. of um so i have experience with that i still have a soft spot for for games like that um of course and and then moving on as i was growing up um resident evil came out or or remake and then re4 came out on gamecube that's when i started playing Mm -hmm. and that's when i started like looking up online how to beat things fast and then that's when i discovered speed running (laughs) oh so so 
what time period would that be about then? Because it sounds like you're looking up how to beat things fast pretty early on. If it's yeah, um, I gosh, I don't remember the year. Um, this, the game has been out for probably quite some time, mm-hmm. and, and to the point where people were uploading their playthroughs on YouTube, like no commentary okay. and like beating it under like three hours. Like you know the achievements that they have. Sure. Um, and and that's when I stumble upon actually Carsey, and and he made. A a lot of speedrunning of uh, content on YouTube, and even into my college years, I would like load up a playlist of just speedruns just to let it play in the background while I studied. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was like vicariously speedrunning, I guess. Um, but I guess backing up a little bit more, um, when I started growing up, when the PS2 came out, mm-hmm. that's when I started playing RPGs, like how we um, kind of talked about before we started the podcast. I started playing Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, and the like. And and then kind of moving on into high school and college, I kind of dropped the single-player games in favor of online competitive games. So I played League of Legends, and I still do, but not as competitively, <laughs> of course. But for for maybe like five or six years, that was, that was like the only thing I played. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, how would that kind of competitive environment it can get a little bit you know toxic and it kind of turns people away so so i was one of those people i got turned away and um that's when i started picking up single player games again and you know hence speed running um commences so see this is yeah, this, is, brief this is good because normally one of my one of my segue questions would be you know what sort of multiplayer games uh, have you played? Certainly, League of Legends, uh, a common answer among many people. It's a very popular game. <laughs> Still funny to me that that's an answer. I I was very much into MOBAs for a brief period of like two years in like 2004 mm-hmm. to 2006, which of course meant that I was playing oh. original Dota. <laughs> Yes, yes, I was going to say, oh, you're a Dota player. Yeah, yeah, I was playing original Dota then with Warcraft 3 ban list, you know, doing all sorts of awful, you know, toxic things before, you know, before anyone had any sort of counsel on toxicity or what do they call it in League? It's like the Summoner's Council or something, is that? Like, uh, they oh, they used to have something called the Tribunal and yeah. it's like, like the ban hammer mm-hmm. in the game, but I don't know if they have that anymore, yeah, to be I mean, honest. <laughs> I never. I, I think I've downloaded League a few times to play with friends at like LAN parties, but yeah, I've never really because at that point I was I was out of out of mobiles. I was like, no thanks, I'm good, I'm good. I, I had right, that once. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you done anything else bes- uh, in terms of uh, multi big like multiplayer stuff? Uh, I know I, I you know from looking at your Twitter feed, I know you've uh, at least dabbled a little bit in you know battle royales like your Apex and stuff like that. What else have you done multiplayer wise? Yeah. Yeah, so so right now I'm I'm really liking Apex Legends. I play both um, offline with friends and then on stream with with other friends. You know, we, we there's mm-hmm. like so many people with with who play Apex, and it's just like, oh, I gotta like schedule you in, like please play with me. And but outside of Apex um, and League, I used to play CS:GO, Siege. Um, what else? I feel like there's a lot of I guess those are like the competitive multiplayers that I've dabbled in. Um, but I've also played MMOs in the past where I was um, really obsessed with Guild Wars 2 Guild for Wars 2? Okay. a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I played Elementalist mainly for PvP. 
and and then I kind of like strayed away from MMOs because it was just like a huge time sink. Like I felt <laughs> like I didn't know, like I didn't have time to play anything else. I was like, okay, we got a raid. Okay, we got we got a tournament coming up. Oh my god, it's gonna reset. We have to like grind and yeah. So it's those are the the games that I that come to mind. Also dabbled in WoW a little bit, but I didn't really like it. Mm. So yeah. No, that's that's a good cross section. I, I you know I. A lot of that stuff is stuff like that I, I've heard of. I'm, I tend as can probably be inferred from my earlier comments. I tend to stray towards weirder janker games. So like I loved early Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because it was so broken. And then oh, one, yes, and then once it got more stable, I was like, nah, this is this is too much for me. I got it. Oh my, the memes died. The memes yeah. died. <laughs> once I got rid of fog and rain, I was like, well, this is not serving me anymore. <laughs> so. But no, I definitely uh, and Apex. Seems, I don't know. I you know I, f- I follow a few people who do like Titanfall two speed running and things like that. So uh, certainly like the movement in Apex, uh, you know, is very very satisfying to watch. Yes. So I definitely mm-hmm. appreciate that. Now you already went over a, a little bit of um, your history of how you learned about speed running, uh, of how you uh, you know how you entered into speed running. Said so, like, let me do. I think it was you said Resident Evil two remake was what your first one, right? Yes, my very first like official speed mm-hmm. run with like the live split and everything. Right. Live split and streamed and all that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What about streaming generally though? Was was um doing the speed running like that the first official as you say? Uh was that your impetus to start streaming or you had you been streaming beforehand? Oh, I I started streaming a long time ago. Okay. Um I started streaming in 2016. That was my first go live stream and I believe I played Dead by Daylight. At that time, mm-hmm. the game was like super baby and like no one knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was OP during that time. There were a lot of bugs and it was great. And well, kind of great. But anyway, <laughs> no, you, you know, no, no shade to behavior. They're mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I started off streaming um, Dead by Daylight and I kind of stuck with that. And I started playing Variety, streamed a little bit of Dark Souls 3. And so a lot of the time it was kind of like you know, shiny object syndrome, but I couldn't quite, um, like, finish a game start to finish because I was like, oh, like, it's too long or, you know, I, I don't have time to play um, because during that time I was also working just out of college. Um, and so I took a lot of a lot of breaks. I didn't know what to do with my stream, um, didn't think I could kind of like, quote unquote, make it right. And I didn't really have a direction. So I was bouncing between games like League of Legends, Siege, CSGO, PUBG, uh, even like The Witcher 3 doing playthroughs of that. Mm. And um, so I started taking it more seriously towards the end of 2019, I would say. And um, that's when I started doing full playthroughs of Final Fantasy. And I kind of got like a um i built a community around that and at the time after i finished uh final fantasy 10 i was like that's it that's the best game like i i like i i like i, I peaked like i, I can't i can't yeah, like i, I can't fantasy. play this anymore and and, <laughs> and so i started playing 10 too and i was like oh i don't really like this and so i kind of shelved that and i was like oh what do i do now and um a very a very good uh streamer friend of mine who i also know irl uh Dysis, um you might know him he yeah, does Dysis. like really janky 
and janky like quote unquote bad horror mm-hmm. game speed runs. So I watched him a lot, and he would he gave me the push to you know try speed runs. Like just try it. Like you really like RE2, and you 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 platinumed it. Like go try it. Like that's the that's the logical next step. Like you're obsessed with this game, and I was like okay sure, and you know that's the rest is history. So. See that's interesting. So your your experience with speedrunning Resident Evil Two Remake, I forget how long after launch would that have been? Because I, I guess from as an outsider oh, to Resident what? Evil, the reason I'm asking this is that, uh, you know that was a that game was a big deal. There was a, a lot of people speedrunning that game. Uh, yes, you know there was so, to the point of like exhaustion. Like I feel like the, for for a few months it was <laughs> you, you that was it. Like everyone was doing that, and then it stopped. Uh, you know, at, yep. at some point, I actually, at one point I had, um, I had Maxi Lobes, uh, on the podcast and, and you know, so I got, mm-hmm. I got some insight into the experience of being a moderator, uh, you know, leaderboard moderator during that, which was certainly, uh, oh gosh, uh, yeah, I, I could, I could imagine, I could yeah. only imagine. <laughs> um, and so I want to ask like, you know, were, when you started running that, was it kind of after that uh, initial surge and you know, what was that experience like? I think it was after the initial surge, actually, it was like kind of during slash like coming off of like the second wave okay. of people who mm-hmm. tried to speed run it or like take it seriously and there's still people who are speed running it sure. of course oh, yeah. very very active um so yeah during that time i started it was like during the second surge of people uh running re2 um i remember watching like fail more a lot and like uh trey d they they speed run the, that game a lot and still i think and um you know, they helped me a lot learn about the game and like all the speed tech. And I'm really grateful for that. The, just shout out to the Resident Evil speedrunning community. They're super welcoming. I haven't had really any bad experience with anybody. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. Um, just the competitive and collaborative nature in, in speedrunning in general is very, very refreshing. Um, but yeah, so... It was coming off of the second wave, and I, I guess I kind of wrote out the wave and, mm-hmm. um, to the point where I was submitting to uh, flame uh, frame fatales, and um, I actually I was to my surprise I was accepted. So <laughs> I had my first GDQ run like um, before a year of speed running, and I was like, oh my god. I'm scared. <laughs> I was so nervous, but it was it was really fun um, and a great opportunity. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, no, that was a that was a fun run. That was one of the vods that I I watched in in prepping for this. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I watched it. I, yeah, <laughs> the beginning was so rough. I, I mean, was like super I nervous. Don't, I don't, yeah, now you were nervous. It's true, but you know, you pulled through. You did the run. Uh, I mean, I think the, yeah. only, the only thing that was kind of maybe unfortunate was was a donation incentive for language. Was that what caused? The, oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was like, I was like, let's please just start the run, start the run. I just want to get it over with. And then, and then in my head, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I did not pick costumes or audio. Oh no! It's <laughs> like, can we restart, please? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thankfully, it was only but, like a minute or two in. So yeah, yeah. That's why I gave my estimate of an hour, and even with all the hiccups ups we made it so yeah i'm really happy about that <laughs> no that's good i mean that's that's the other thing too about you know if, if you have an interest and i'm saying you you know generally for anyone speed running in doing marathon runs i mean the, the two things to do is you know a always just submit your best effort to you know to a gdq to an esa to whatever 
Uh, and then the other thing too is also you know try multiple events. You know, there's certainly there are lots of other great marathon series out there that are maybe smaller in scope or regional, uh, depending on, on where you live, but are also great fun too. You know, I have Midwest Speed Fest, Calathon. Uh, you know, Thunderthon is an online series, etc. There's all, mm-hmm. lots of great ones. So you know, whatever. And like it, the, practicing will do so much. You know, I, I can certainly remember having jitters uh you know at early marathons like that i would do as far back as like you know 2016 2017 and now i'm at the point and this is a problem this is a personality full of mine where i like i don't stress out enough about anything like i'm incapable of stressing out when maybe i really should i probably should be more concerned um so you can get there you know if you really want to you can be there you can be there too by just practicing you know it's the the most important thing uh, all right, I want to get some some speedrun game takes here. Now we we got your we know your first official live speedrun was Resident Evil mm-hmm. 2 remake. Of all of the speedruns that you have done, which is to say that you you've completed a run of, uh, what is your favorite? And you can narrow that down to category if you want. Ooh, um, category and game. Uh, Resident Evil One HD Remaster Jill Best Ending. That is my favorite category thus far. Uh, I I just love the game in general. I think it's a perfect or near perfect remake of Resident Evil One. Um, a lot of people ask me, "Do you think RE One should get another remake, like in the form of RE Two remake?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> like no, please do not touch it." Um, that's just a personal opinion of mine. Mm. I think it's cool. If it would be more like over the shoulder camera, but I, for me personally, I think remake um, is just is just perfect. Um, but anyway, so that's my um, favorite RE game actually, and it happens to be my favorite speed run. Um, and I think it's because, well, one, I just like the game. Two, the run is really involved, especially if you do. Um, door skip because you don't have time to think between rooms uh, which I had a really kind of a hard time learning <laughs> it was a big learning curve for me but once you get it it's really really um, like a smooth sailing and chill speed run um, and like I've get a, a, like how I um, mentioned before it's it's very involved like there's a lot of menuing there's a lot of fights uh, a lot of lines you need to take is very particular um, in that way even sound cues are important in that game um, so yeah, I really like that game. And then Jill 100% is always a nice category because you get to save your friends before the mansion blows up and and you get to fight the tyrant, the, the helipad. And well, w- whether or not you really like that fight or not, it's it's exciting. It's a it's climactic exciting, yeah. end. Yes. <laughs> classic, classic fight. Uh, no, that's that's a solid, solid answer. And it's certainly, I don't know, that's an all-time classic. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can remember playing that one on GameCube back in the day. And just being like, wow, this is maybe survival horror is good. You know, like I don't. <laughs> this is oh a, yeah, very, yeah, very effective game. How about the flip side? What is <laughs> maybe it's, we might have already discussed it. Of all the speedruns that you have done, at least a run of, what is your least favorite? The one you're least likely to come back to? Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For, for, for yeah. yeah, I assume some of the reasons we already discussed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for the same reasons, um, like we mentioned before, it's just a bunch of running and, and key inputs. Um, not very engaging for me. So, yeah, I'm probably going to shelve that one. But I do hear that Dino Crisis 2 might be more up my alley. So mm-hmm. I might give that a go. Yeah, I've, I have not played Dino Crisis 2 myself. But my impression is that 
is uh, there's much more action. Uh, and certainly yes. the game the game has score. Uh, so that clearly indicates oh. that. Yeah, you can, you know, there's, there's a reason to shoot things, at least in some manner. Oh, okay. Well, I did not know that. I learned okay. something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I need to go check it out. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I've, been, I've watched a few people play it, so hopefully that is, you know, enticing. I, I'm curious. I, I, we'll, we'll see if I ever, ever get around to, uh, to a game like that. But how about uh, and you've already mentioned a few of these, but maybe uh, a game that you would like to speed run, uh, but you have not gone around to it yet, whether for time reasons or you know hadn't been fitting with what you were doing. Uh well yeah we we touched on it a little bit I would like like to die, uh, try um Dark Souls three Dark Souls 3, and yeah. uh yeah and Sekiro so probably Sekiro first because um that's the one I'm more familiar with as of late and I just like the aesthetic and it's just super cool like the the death kanji on your on your face is always fun but I'm sure during a speed run it's not gonna happen hopefully. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those those games I would really like to try in the future. How about uh, your favorite speed run to watch that you have no plans to run yourself? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, huh. Let's see. the The one I can think of is Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares, mm. and Little Nightmares Two. Um, I I tried speed running it. And I was like, oh, this isn't for me. But I love watching people <laughs> run it. So so that's probably a game I, I, w- I won't really touch. Um, but I do enjoy watching people run it because it's it's very involved. It's very technical. Um, and and on top of that, the, the depth perception of this game, because it's like mm. 2.5D, yeah. it's, like, it's just more impressive to me because it's like, oh, I'm going to make it to the ledge. And I'm like, I jump. And that I just like completely fall off the map, and I'm just like, "How do people know?" <laughs> so that's always fun to watch. No, I, I definitely definitely hear that, especially the games like that you feel like you can't visually grasp as a player, but like you still like them. It's like, all right, well, I guess yeah, this, yeah. this is for someone else to play. <laughs> How about I got one more one more specific game question here, which is mm-hmm. so you've already you know excitedly you had Resident Evil Two remake. Uh, at uh, uh, was it Frame Fatales? Was that oh my Frame Fatales is the that series was, or was it? Yeah, that's the series. Up. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that was for um, Fleet Fatales. Fleet Fatales. That okay. was yeah, yeah, yes. Once in a while, I accidentally because I've watched too many noir movies, I say Femme Fatales, which is not the name of oh. any event or series, <laughs> even though obviously it's a play on on the words. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, but all right, duly noted. <laughs> uh, that's a fun series. I always enjoy checking those events out. Do you have a particular uh, run uh, that you would like to be able to take to uh, to a future event? You've taken Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh. Let's say you got a freebie to take another another run in. What would that run be? Oh, gosh. Um, the first thing that came to mind, and it's kind of like a meme in my channel, um, <laughs> I actually have to do this because it was a charity donation incentive. Mm-hmm. Um I actually purchased a power glove. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, Is that the Super Nintendo thing? It's literally a glove? Yes, it's from the movie The Wizard. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, it's literally a glove. You put on your right hand and there's like a bunch of buttons, but you use none of the buttons. It's actually just for programming and it's all motion controlled and people have been using it with modern games um, like Overwatch and I've, I've seen people program it and it's really interesting. So I, I actually would like to see a power glove 
Resident Evil Village speedrun. And, <laughs> and I think it's like it's it's just a meme in this in my in my channel, but I want it to be in some sort of marathon event because I think it's just so funny. <laughs> See, I feel like it's just a matter of time at this point because you know there's certainly there are folks out there who do uh, you know speedruns with weird controllers. Uh, I, I had uh, mm-hmm. Nico Hart on the podcast of some time ago. Oh, uh-huh. you know, of course, he does steering wheel uh, speedruns yeah, of like yeah. Alien Isolation mm-hmm. and other things. Uh, and so I feel like it's just a matter of time <laughs> until like Resident Evil Village, which you know, Village has been popular, it's been well received. Um, yes, so yes. That, to see that, to it's see a great that, game. Great game. yeah to see that pick up so that should be that should be fun all right let's yeah, oh well, you know what figure out how to use it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah actually so. do you know of um obviously the controller is like as you said is being used i don't know if i've encountered someone using it for a speed run it sounded like maybe you knew an example off the top of your head i i have no idea okay. if anybody has tried i mm. know of one person who has programmed it to play overwatch so if okay. somebody can program it to play overwatch maybe i could program it to play village so yeah i mean, right? I mean you're, you're able to do a first person perspective game like that then that does bode well Hmm. okay well speaking about things that are probably health hazards uh one of the questions i like to ask is uh you know, speedrunning can involve a lot of repetitive stress. And I always want to make a point to check in and ask, you know, is there anything that you do uh, being mindful of that in terms of, you know, stretches to maintain good hand, wrist health, etc.? Anything you do like that in terms of preventative measures? Yeah, so I actually, this is one... I also still do this, but I started doing this when I ran Remake. And mm-hmm. if you're familiar with Remake, the stair skating is brutal, especially if you do it vanilla. Um, you basically have to mash your run button as fast as you can. And that's just to save time going up and down stairs because you need to like do this um, animation cancel where you make your character glide instead of walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you save time that way. And as you can imagine, if you do that for an entirety of a run, which lasts maybe an hour or a little bit less than an hour, it can get very tiring and very it's very strenuous on your wrist. Um, so what I do actually, because I run um, door skip category, is they allow the analog stair skates, which is a little more ergonomic, but still stress on your wrist. Um, but to mitigate that, I do stretches. I, I warm up my wrist. Um, I have like a stress ball where I, I like stretch, like kind of do this motion. Mm. Um, and I also do stretches like this, like pulling my fingers back. Um, you know, like just basic exercises. You can Google them. It's really simple. Um, and they're easy to do. It takes a few minutes. Uh, do that in between runs as well. It's, it's really important to take care of, of your hands and, and wrist as a speed runner and, and a gamer, even if you don't play or if, if you, if you don't do speed runs. Um, I know uh, a friend of mine, Shatter, uh, he plays a lot of Apex and he has problems with his wrist too. So um, doing those exercises are is really important um, as a g- gamer in general, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think also on that note too, I mean, it sounds like already, you know, I think even besides doing stretches, which is a good idea, it's also good to look at the runs and ask like, you know, can we change things up? You know, how can we oh, do definitely. these inputs? In a mm-hmm. way that you know minimizes uh, you know any sort of stress or things like that, and so that's uh, I mean I'm glad to hear too you know that there are ways to to mitigate uh, the risks with that. Now, 
uh, following from that, though, this is the usual segue I do here, is to ask, uh, you know, it sounds like you, I, I think you're doing your, your Resident Evil runs on, on PC versions, but you're using a pad generally. Is that right? Yes, um, depending on the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask, do you have uh, do you have controller takes? Do you have favorite and least favorite controllers? Uh, I the, the controller I use is a PS4 controller. Okay. Um, I'm partial to PlayStation controllers because that's what I know and grew up with. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like play anything on the Xbox. Uh, one because I did I wasn't really interested in the games on Xbox, and whatever I could play was already on the PlayStation. Uh, two, the Xbox controller is just like huge. For like, for my hands, I have small hands. Okay, guys, I have small hands. Okay, and so like, I cannot do Xbox controllers, and I just prefer that the analog sticks are side by side rather than staggered. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's that's my preference. Uh, but if I could play the game with keyboard and mouse, I will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that, but it's interesting. So you know, you're obviously you're familiar with PlayStation controllers. Uh, it's your preference. But if it is like, is there is there a particular thing in a game that dictates whether you use, say, you know, DualShock Four or or KBM? Uh, yeah. So, um, for for me, I'm I'm more familiar with um mouse and keyboard. Uh, as of late, I don't really play anything on controller mm-hmm. unless it's needed. So the the only thing that kind of dictates whether I use um, controller or not is if it, if the speedrun particularly calls for it. So, um, for example, Resident Evil 2 Remake um, is uh, generally faster if you use mouse and keyboard because there's a lot of menuing involved. Mm. Um, and so key presses are a lot faster than like, you know, like down press, down press, or like, you know, whatever the the D-pad and the controls call for. Um, but for a game like Remake, um, movement-wise, it's not very efficient to play with keyboard and mouse. Even I don't even think I even tried playing with keyboard and mouse. I don't even think there's a capability for that. I'm not even sure. Mm. I didn't even try. Um, but for a remake, you you really have to switch between tank and alt controls, so which is more efficient on on controller. Uh, but I do know speedrunners who do prefer playing on controller because that's what they're familiar with, and by all means, they can get very fast times oh, and yeah. world record times um so it's a, it really comes down to preference um but for me if i could play it on keyboard and mouse i will with the exception of the og resident evil games or anything that you know yeah i cannot do keyboard on that i will try in the future but i prefer controller <laughs> man using yeah using like oh like wasd for tank controls is probably like a real yeah right that's yeah, that's a real like, no thank you <laughs> the the other night i was trying to boot up a, a game uh from like 1999 that that desperately wanted the player to do mouse steering for like driving vehicles oh no <laughs> oh like, no no please what? i gotta oh. fix this we can't mouse steer that's no, forbidden no. <laughs> Nope, that should be illegal. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. Uh, that's funny. All right, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get into some. I have some questions that are kind of like uh, you know, just kind of broad questions about the topic of speed running. Uh, sure. One of them that I'm going to throw out at you is: Do you feel like there is a particular uh, point 
or appeal of speedrunning for you. I think you've already mentioned, you know, that it is great that speedrunning uh, combines both a competitive aspect as well as a collaborative aspect. Uh, how would you describe the appeal of speedrunning? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I do enjoy the community aspect of it. Everybody's pretty welcoming, and um, it's as so speedrunning can be as competitive as it is collaborative. And what I mean by that is if you're familiar with speedrunning, um, world record times don't just become world record times because somebody just like pushes the game to its limit. It's kind of like, hey, I found this glitch. Let me share it with the community. And then and then when somebody else finds another like skip, they share it with the community. So it kind of builds up on that. So I think it's really collaborative in that sense um, where strategies are shared. And and it pushes the game further and further, which I really, really like. Um, you know, when, when somebody beats your time, you, nobody really says like, oh, like you're bad or like you you like stole my strat. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of cheers each other on. And I really love that about the speedrunning community. Um, and outside of the community aspect, speedrunning itself has kind of given me a... Uh, how should I say, kind of breathes new life into the games that I love already and it lets me experience them in a different manner. And that's what I really like about it, that you could kind of iterate also on your own gameplay um, and you cannot blame anybody else but yourself, right? <laughs> you you really have to be analytical and push yourself as a speedrunner on an individual level, of course, while asking for help from others. So it's it's been a really great way for me to be um, kind of analytical, um, critical, and kind of um, creative in, mm-hmm. in, as a gamer. So it's, it's provided me a lot of insight to me also as a person uh, how i work um you know when i'm under pressure or like how i think um how i learn is also has been really insightful so yeah i i, I mean i learned a lot about myself through speed running so i'm really grateful for it no those are those are all, all solid solid takes and i would say you know follow through a lot of what what i've heard on on the pod uh, I just I remembered while you're talking about, um, you know, sort of the opportunities that you, you've had to you know learn things about yourself through speedrunning. Uh, I overlooked a, a past thing that I wanted to ask about, which is, you know, when we we're talking about you getting into streaming, uh, I wanted to because I, I noticed I think it's your pinned tweet. Which is the uh, which is when you got Twitch partner? Is that right? Am I remembering this uh, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I yeah. just got partnered in May. And so I wanted to ask: uh, Was there a particular thing that uh, put you on that path? Because Mario, you, you said you had been streaming uh, for some time, doing you know other things, doing Final Fantasies, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess maybe if it happened more recently, it was maybe speedrunning related. How would you describe what pushed you over the edge to Twitch partner status? Yeah, sure. So I, I would definitely attribute it to speedrunning and the speedrunning community. That is definitely like what brought me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, because prior to that, I was like kind of very much variety, kind of bouncing around, didn't know what to do. Um, and to the point where I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to stream. But in my head, I'm like, I love streaming. I just don't know what to, to do on my stream. Um, I don't like uh, at that time, I was like, oh, I don't really have a game that I could consistently play 
And so that's when Agdaisa said, try speedrunning. You can like play the same game over and over and over again. And I was like, sure. So, and I fell in love with that concept because I didn't, one, I didn't need to think about what I needed to stream. Two, I could play my, the game I was really obsessed with at the time, which is RE2 Make over and over again. And three, I could just be iterative over my, over my gameplay Mm -hmm. uh, and improve over time. So I wanted to showcase that like kind of, showing from the beginning how it was like super super like quote-unquote bad at speedrunning and then kind of showing that journey up until going to like sub hour time and like even pushing that time further and further um i think it's really important to showcase that from the beginning because it people are afraid to learn new things and that's kind of like why i didn't really start speedrunning until recently because I thought it was cool, but I thought I wasn't cut out for it. Mm-hmm. So so I just tried it. And um, I guess from there, I started gaining traction. Um, I, I've been raided by wonderful community members. And and uh, I, I've met so many great people through the community. And they just, you know, came back and really liked the speedruns. Really liked the, the vibes. And um, I think GDQ also put me over the edge, just kind of being on the spotlight there. And I'm really also really grateful for that opportunity. So just sticking with speedrunning and um, just enjoying, really enjoying what I was streaming. And uh, I've had a few close friends in my stream say, you're really glowing on your stream. It looks like you're, you're really loving what you're doing and you're not really paying attention to numbers. And I think that also is a very heavy contributor that I was really enjoying what I was doing on stream. So I didn't really think about it. And, and that's what really kind of pushed me over the edge to partnership. No, I, I think that's a, it's a, a great thing to hear too. Cause I, I find, you know, sometimes when I talk to people who are trying to uh, you know, achieve partner status or even had, have done it, uh, there, you know, there can be a lot of stress around metrics and numbers Definitely. and waiting to hear on, on partnership applications, uh, you know, to the point too, that, uh, you know, I think it's a, a thing uh, that if you're speedrunning a certain game or a certain you know selection of games, that there's a, a can be an exhaustion with having to speedrun just those games, you know, or just play right. the one mm-hmm. game. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna single out Resident Evil Four, which is like the patron saint <laughs> of this thing that I've heard the most about. I mean, it's not only Resident Evil Four that this happens with, but you know, it certainly happens. With, I mean, Resident Evil is a very popular uh, series, uh, lots mm-hmm. of different games in it. Now, thankfully, there is lots to do with. Do you have any and I, your partner status now? So truly, you know, the the world is your oyster. Um, <laughs> in terms of you know worrying about being a partner, you don't have to worry about that anymore. If that was a goal, you know, it's it's done. Right. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of you know, we had the discussion at the very top about moving to other things. You know, you tried Dino Crisis. Obviously, no plans to become a Dino Crisis <laughs> streamer right now. No, not right now. Do you no. have any thoughts about, uh, you know, like, it sounds like you're not worried about metrics, so maybe it's just not an issue. Do you consider metrics when you're when you're scoping out possible next games to go to? I mean, yes, definitely I do. Um, uh, I, I think at the time, like, this is prior to partnership, I wasn't really paying attention to the numbers, per mm-hmm. se, um, just because I... I just wanted to speedrun RE. Um, but now, like, now that I'm like going into partnership and getting partnered, of course, I still worry about uh, metrics as a creator just sure. because, like, as a dream, you know, I do want to be a full time creator or 
and or work in the gaming industry. Uh, so metrics are important, um, but they're not an indicator of what kind of value I bring to the community mm-hmm. or what kind of value I bring as a creator uh, or as a person. Um, so like just a shout out, don't attach metrics to your worth as a person. Absolutely. Uh, but from a business perspective, uh, metrics are important. Um, so yeah, that does factor into what kind of games I pick. So the reason why I picked Dino Crisis is because, well, it's similar enough to RE and well, my, my community actually voted on it. And uh, I was like, okay, I guess they're, they're, they're interested in Dino Crisis. And uh, when I went into Dino Crisis, you know, it, it seemed like the, the normal um, viewership was there. Like no, the, my regular community was there. Um, and then, so when I picked the next game, I want to speak a speed run, I kind of put it up to community vote or like I kind of pull in like, hey, would you be interested in this? And if I get enough of a response, I would give it a go. Um, so now I feel like with the stress of partnership gone, I am able to do like a kind of experimentation again. Um, so I think I, for now I will stick with survival horror, which mm-hmm. is what I do enjoy anyway. Um, just straying away from re because i do want to expand outside of that you mentioned something there that i want to follow up on which is i mean certainly <laughs> speedrunning and streaming are often in the same place there are people you know who i've interviewed on overboost who are full-time streamers uh you mentioned the idea of uh being involved in a professional capacity in gaming more broadly is there any, uh, do you have any particular ideas of what that would be? I'm, I'm just curious. It sounds like you have yeah. thoughts about it. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess from a realistic standpoint, I can't bet that I will be achieving this full-time content creator status, even though that is my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I were to work in a, the gaming industry in a professional sense, like in a corporate sense, I guess, um, I would like to be... In, involved in marketing or like community relations, uh, something along those lines, I would be really interested in for sure. Cool. No, that's, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it is my advice as someone in their early 30s to always, if possible, be ready to change lanes, uh, you know, to yeah. always seize opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. I am. I, I changed lanes a bunch of times in my early 20s, and I've now, you know, nine years into a very good job that I'm happy with, but I only got there Yay. by, you know, by changing lanes a bunch of times. So I always, you know, mm-hmm. happy to to encourage others within reason, you know, and, and for better or worse, we all have to, you know, <laughs> make rent and put food in our bellies, but... Right. Uh, you know, yeah, definitely. If possible, yeah. uh, do so. Now, on, on the note of, of, of work, I'm not going to require you to invoke what you do uh, for a living, but I do like to <laughs> ask, uh, you know, getting into speedrunning, routing, glitch hunting, doing runs, uh, you know, there's a, there's a certain mindset to that. And I, I especially find it interesting that, you know, you have some people who might just speedrun one game, uh, but it often seems that the more runs someone learns, the easier it becomes to learn new runs, uh, which I think you know implies that you know, it's not universal, but there are some things about it that are universal. And so I wanted to ask, have you ever found yourself applying speedrunning principles, ideas, or terms to your everyday life? Everyday life. Oh, I did not think that question was going to go in that direction. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, hmm. 
actually, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> now that I think about it, I do. And I, I talked, I, I like use it with my like non gaming friends. They're mm -hmm. like, they're like, what are you talking about? What's a PB? <laughs> and like, what's a PB? What's a gold? So like, yeah, it, it has trickled into, to IRL. And that's when you know you're, you're, you're in bad mm -hmm. for sure. Like you're, you're in it bad. Um, so yeah, I guess like, uh, I guess when I'm getting ready in the morning, if I'm like in a rush, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a gold split or like, or like a, or this is a new PB getting out the door for work. So I, I don't know. I, I, I guess like aside from the memes of that, mm, sure. um, kind of like thinking of my life in a more efficient way uh, has been kind of attributed to like speed tech and just like being being involved in speed running i think a, i think in a different way actually and i apply that to my work um just kind of thinking of ways how i can do things more efficiently how can i finish my work faster um and to the point where you know i i thought of the pomodoro method as a speed running tactic like 20 minutes how much can i get done and <laughs> and it's kind of like speed running my work in a way so yeah I guess I guess it has kind of trickled in. <laughs> I've, all right, I'm looking this up. I've never heard of this before. Is a time management method? Okay. I'm, yeah. yeah. So the the idea is that you do sprints of like 20 minutes or so, whatever the time interval you mm -hmm. may choose, and you get as much work as done possible in that 20 minutes, and then you take a break, and then you do it again, and there's a repeat until your work's done. Okay. So, that makes sense. So yeah <laughs> no I, I mean for i think for me like usually the example i would bring up is i've started discussing like like driving uh times in like speed running language where i'll be like well you know it depends on the cycles you get at the lights uh you know oh, stuff like that yeah 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 um, uh -huh. some people are like what are you what are you talking about what is what does that mean mm -hmm. like making uh, a wide turn like all oh, that mm -hmm. line wasn't very good yeah. like <laughs> yeah I, so I, I usually don't re refer to chat during during the podcast proper but i will point out that my my wife is in chat and I she can confirm that I do this. <laughs> She's like, "Yep, he does this," and Aww. I don't know what he's on about, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I also one time had a, a guest who was an architect. Uh, uh, besides, also speedrunning, of course, and uh, he talked about speedrunning CAD software, you know, the architectural design software, mm -hmm. uh, and getting his coworkers also to more efficiently use uh, mm -hmm. the AutoCAD software. So that was uh, that was definitely fun to hear. Uh, how about okay? So here's another another speedrunning topic question. Uh, now y you know you have more recently. Uh, I mean, com I guess maybe compared to to me or, or maybe some people that you watched got uh, got into speed running, but nonetheless, if you could go back in time to when you made that decision to pick up RE2 remake and get into speed running, is there anything that you tell yourself, uh, you know, in terms of how to approach it? Any advice you would give to your past self? Oh, any advice I would give to my past self? Um, hmm. Make sure that live split is working properly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I still do this. This is awful that mm -hmm. I still do this. But like, I would like, okay, I got the splits and then I got the auto splitter. I've been so spoiled by the auto splitter, by mm -hmm. the way. Yeah. Definitely spoiled with the auto splitter. And, and then I boot up the game. I'm like, oh, it's not working. And then I spend like an hour <laughs> trying to set things up. Uh, but yes, 
make sure that light split is working and you know um don't don't stress too much about it you you you're learning at your own pace and um pun intended i guess and uh yeah just just keep at it so yeah, I don't do, know. Just just persevere. <laughs> do most of the games you run, I guess most of the games you run have auto splitters, don't they? Yes, I think all of them do. All of them do. Okay. <laughs> but for the day, I must auto or not auto split, must manual split. I do have a foot pedal. I purchased one. Oh, so <laughs> just okay. for the time the the time I know will come, I might manual split. I have a foot pedal for that. <laughs> See, I guess that's I guess it's necessary. I mean, I I have because I do so many weird and obscure games. I am very accustomed to finding places to manually split, um, and so like it's it's a luxury. It's almost weirder for me to auto split than manual split. Thankfully, I, one thing mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm sure you have a similar feeling about this with regards to the RE speedrun community, is that just shout outs to the people who make uh, the auto splitting scripts and the yes. loader movers and all that. Yeah, yeah, yes. kind of applause for all those folks. Yes, thank uh, you. Yeah. You guys are so great. I'm yeah. spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Speedrun tools are very cool. Uh definitely very, very big spoiler there. All right, here's here's a fun a fun question that I, I've stolen from someone, uh what was a a, a, a viewer. And uh, the question is the question envisions a trade-off. Imagine that you're speedrunning, uh let's say your your favorite game. And you have a favorite trick, you know, a favorite thing that you do in the run. You just love, you love doing this trick. But when you're playing that same game, there's also a, a skip that you would love to have. A skip that, you know, if you could just cut this section out, just clip through a door or, or you know, whatever the case might be. Would you trade the favorite trick for the favorite skip, for the dream skip? So you can fill in those blanks if you can with the uh, with the favorite trick and the dream skip and would you do it? I would not trade the trick. Ooh, would you would not? What trick. trick are you not giving up? I I mean like well the thing is I don't like well, okay for me I I'm more inclined to run glitchless. Um okay. so I don't I don't really particularly like um well, no, not that I've tried it. I will try it. Actually, mm. I should try that. Um, but for now, in in this point in time, I do prefer running glitchless categories. Okay. Um, so I I would like to keep the trick. <laughs> um, and it's just because if if I like doing it over and over again, I'll I'll do the trick over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, you want me to flip backwards three times in a row? I'll do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think um, for me, from a gameplay perspective, um, even if I get that dream skip, if I'm not able to do that trick, it's like, oh, you know, like I I, I want to. So no, I, I think it's a good answer too, and that's something else that um, yeah, this is I guess kind of on the on the topic of of Resident Evil speed running, uh, which is interesting to me as I've indicated, I'm a a, a jank game runner. I love it when things break. It's a primary motivator for me with speedrunning. And mm-hmm. when I look at uh, a lot of the popular Resident Evil leaderboards, uh, you have some tech, you know, you, the the stair skating and you know stuff like that. 
Uh, but even when there are categories, and I know I, I even watched it in a long time, but I know Resident Evil Two remake. There was some version of the game that had some hilarious walking out of bounds stuff in it. It was uh, I think it was like yeah. an earlier earlier version of the game. Yeah, it was a something. very early patch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I remember seeing it. I was like, oh well, that's that's the stuff. Like that's that's just what I what I would want. But you know, mm-hmm. it's not the po- It is not overwhelmingly uh, you know not not the most popular categories, which is fine. By the way, just mm-hmm. in case it's not clear, <laughs> you know, run what you want. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think it follows, you know, from from that that you're you're into that. So. It's interesting to me. I, 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 but again, I think it's it's a true thing for for survival. Or maybe I'll, I'll have a, more questions about that later. But a question I wanted to get to, um, because you were talking about speedrunning and streaming from the perspective of being a full time content creator or having an interest in marketing and gaming. Did you have any future takes about? speedrunning and where speedrunning goes from here i feel like we have a lot of once in a while you get someone who comes out and says i'm gonna make a racing league or or speedrunning is going to become e-sports which means all sorts of different things to all different people um and uh, which is his own own bag i've i watched fighting game stuff for years and so the the discussion of what e-sports means was already you know loaded uh in that context Mm -hmm. Do you have any sort of like future of speedrunning takes? Because I, I feel like you I, might have something here. I I do. Um, I know I I'm probably in the minority for this. Mm. Um, like what you mentioned before, I, I've I've kind of played around with this idea that speedrunning could become kind of like esports esque. Mm-hmm. Um, in in terms of like competitiveness, it, it I would envision it being structured as like a like F one racing. So like there would be a pre. Um, so like so you would gather speedrunners, they would run like a certain weekend, and then they would get their best times or whatever in that category, race again, and then like the leaderboard would change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm not into the nitty gritty of how it actually works, but I would think if you structure it in terms of like uh f1 racing or in terms of like gymnastics where you like accumulate points or something uh it could work um but i know that there are a a lot of nuances within the micro speedrunning communities itself because not all games are the same so um it's 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 a complicated topic but i think that um the future of speedrunning could go in that direction for sure um, and what the reason why I say that is because while speedrunning is great as it is now and it's doing great things like like marathons and GDQ and all that, um, I think uh, at a certain point um, you could expand your audience outside of already the existing community. So like I think the the problem not problem but really like a missed opportunity with the speedrunning community right now is that. You only know speedrunning if you know speedrunning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when somebody comes into my stream and they're not familiar with speedruns, they're like, "What is this? Like, you're why, cheating! Why like, do you oh keep my restarting god, the game. like, why do you keep restarting? Like, yeah. why is it in Japanese? And like, <laughs> like, can you read Japanese? And you know, it's um, so it's kind of hard to explain what speedrunning is outside of that context. So, if I think if you put it in a more like competitive way. Um, people are more inclined to kind of entertain the idea of, you know, watching and sticking around to see what it's all about. 
Have you checked out any of the, because I mean, there's a few examples I could think of that aren't quite the format that you described, but are similar, mm-hmm. uh, Break the Record Live from ESA or uh, the GSA Pace events or anything like that. Have you watched any of those? Um, I haven't watched any of those as, yeah, I haven't checked out any of those, I must admit. Um, the one tournament structure I have seen as waifu's um, invitational mm, for Resident right. Evil Village. Um, so something like that could definitely um, uh, be the future of speedrunning. Um, so like his tournament style um, coupled with like kind of a league, like a seasonal league mm-hmm. could be, could work. So yeah. Shout out to waifu. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, yeah. I shout out to waifu. I had him on like sometime last year, like near the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, excellent. Excellent <laughs> yeah. to talk to. Uh, no, that's that's a good answer. I'm I'm curious to see too if there's if there's there going to be, uh, you know, more stuff like that. I mean, the other thing too, of course, with speedrunning is that because it is it is grassroots, you know, you're relying on often you know people in the community to organize rather than a publisher, which I think is good right. because publisher control is scary and awful to me. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, yeah, it is very scary. Yes, right. Is you know, shout you know, pour one out for all the the heroes of the storm players. Uh, you know, oh. right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I mean, I think it's exciting the future because it's grassroots control, but also that means, you know, requires often, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of labor. And hopefully the yes. rewards, especially for the people who are doing it full time for someone like Waifu, who is, as last I checked, uh, a full time streamer, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it is rewarding, hopefully that means, you know, there can be more more people doing it and more more effort into it. Uh, but that's good. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, to see people interested in that and, you know, to, to see people pursue that, uh, mm-hmm. going forward. Let's talk about, uh, some, uh, specific games. I always like to kind of get into, uh, some of the things now with, was Resident Evil 2 remake. We already talked, uh, you know, a fair bit about that. That was your, your first one. You did it at Fleet Fatales with this game. Do you feel like you're you're done with this game? Because I remember we, when we first talked about it, we talked about how a lot of people got burned out with this game. What's the status mm-hmm. of Resident Evil 2 Remake right now in your repertoire? I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'll, I do plan on returning to Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I think at the time I, I put it down, um, I was trying to go for top 10 in Leon B. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember what happened in my run, but I do remember that I was like 30 second time save and I was buying for top 10 and then something happened and the run died. I was like, okay, I'm going to try another game. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, because at the time that was like the only game I played. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was playing to remake for I want to say like like half a year or maybe like longer than that so I wanted to expand outside of that because I thought that you know I didn't want to keep doing the same run over and over again for too long Mm -hmm. but I do want to return because I know I've seen people do some new strats like skipping like a, a gun that a really powerful gun and that's really scary to me but if it saves time I gotta try it No, I mean, that's that's interesting, too, because I think that is one of the the nice things about, uh, you know, focusing on a single game and then taking a break is that especially if it's if it's a popular game, chances are by the time you come back to it, 
not only might it be new again to you, but there really, really might be things that are new to you in the run. Definitely. Definitely. Would you still focus on, on Leon B, you think? Was that your, your favorite of the RE2 remakes? Or? Um, he, it's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love Leon B because I think, it, for me, it feels more fast-paced, even though the time is about the same as like other categories. Um, but the pacing of the run is more... Um, I guess interesting to me is more fast. Um, and the the tyrant fight, the tango with the tyrant is probably mm. like what I, I I live for. I always tell myself, just get to lab so you can hear the lab escape music because the lab escape music is super good in the remake. Uh, but yeah, I, it's a love-hate because Leon is slower and he also, his knife swipe is like super baby in comparison to Claire. So, <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Resident Evil Two Remake is the is the game where the the higher the FPS, the more damage the knife does because there are more yep. frames during which it is active. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. you you play so, is one twenty considered the standard? Is that like the most popular or? Yeah. So for the PC categories, you can either run on one twenty or sixty. Um. So that just. That just gives people opportunity if they if their PC is not you know super good or you know whatever the reason is um, it gives them you know kind of sort of a standard so I kept mine at 120 um, mm-hmm. and that's considered like the fastest one to work with. Mm-hmm. How do you does the game come with a frame rate cap or or is it typical to use an external tool in the community? It's it's typical to use an external tool. Okay. I use VivaTuner. Okay. Um, and it caps the FPS, and it's actually required for you to show that your FPS right. count. Yeah, on your I, I thought it yeah. was VivaTuner because you know, again, I, I had watched some of the vods and I, I recognized it hilariously. This should, <laughs> this is a good example, not to inject myself too much into the interview, but the only time I ever had to use VivaTuner was for the 2004 Miami Vice licensed game on PC. Oh, uh-huh. uh, and we had to use RevaTuner because if you un- if you left the frame rate uncapped, uh, the game would become unplayable because the player character would get stuck in place. Oh, no! <laughs> so- oh, my God, that's so funny. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it's typical because you, you have games in, in the 90s and early 2000s where they're like, We'll just let it be CPU limited. Like, what's what could happen? And the answer, of course, is the march of, of time. And eventually, you what know, could you, happen? What could go wrong? Yeah, eventually, what happens? What happens if you have infinite frames? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll play it. Play it on console. Don't worry about it. You know, there's it'll, it'll be limited there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's. I mean, so Resident Evil Two. You'll be back. You'll you'll get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with was the Resident Evil remake, uh, which we also talked about. You mentioned was your favorite, especially. I think you said like Jill best ending. Yes, or, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you mentioned that the category in particular you run is, uh, or it looks like all the categories that you've at least submitted to SRC are with the door skip mod. That is a mod, right? Yes, it is okay. a mod by Fluffy Quack. Yep. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, uh, because sometimes I, I feel it has become a, a a hot topic or people have weird takes about it. To be clear, my take is if it's fun to do and it's what people want to do, you should do it. Modify the game however you want. Um, do you have any I, takes about modifying games and speedrunning them? Yeah, so I think so. this is a, a topic that kind of like 
splits the community mm-hmm. a sure. little bit. Um, so, so when mods come into play, um, especially for like a doorstep category um, like that, it kind of kind of presents a slippery slope question um where if like oh if i mod the game this way can i just like stair skate this way just so it's easier um and then and then there's becomes a question of like at one point is it too much modding uh so so there there are i guess yeah, so for me, I do agree with you that if you want to mod it and like run it in a certain way, like please do if it's fun for you. Um, but do not expect that it will be accepted by the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just because the, on the leaderboard, there has to be some sort of standard. And um, I do agree with that as well, that there has to be some sort of standard in the leaderboard um, that like for this category, you must do these things and, you know, X, Y, Z. Um and the reason why I run door skip is because I don't want to vanilla stair skate uh, because of the, you know, I don't want to keep mashing my, my, my face button. And, and uh, the way they've kind of um, allowed that to happen is because the door skip is a mod, then you can mod your controller um, in, in a way that you just remap your, mm-hmm. your run button to the right analog. And then you kind of like wiggle around, which is a lot more ergonomic. Sure. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. And I think that's a great compromise. Um, and, but then because they did that, um, and this goes for uh, multiple games as well, it presents the question of can turbos be allowed in the future, like a turbo speed le- leaderboard? Because, you know, there's people who do want to speed run, um, but they're not able to for whatever reason. Um, and turbo might be the answer for that. So uh, I don't want to... Um, bar people or like keep people from speedrunning like please like whatever tools are at your disposal whatever you you can use to let yourself enjoy uh, a game in a speedrunning context please use it um but uh unfortunately we can't like do anything about the leaderboards as of now mm. it might be in the future but you know i i do think that there are two sides of this coin for sure to yeah. consider I, I think if I had to, to follow up on that is that, uh, you know, to me, the most important things, m- much like, um, I guess, talking about like, you know, versions of what game you're running, uh, you know, if you're using a tool like like a turbo controller or some other modified input or using a mod, you know, doorskip mod or something like that, you know, the, the most important thing is, you know, to say what you're doing, if it's changing the game in a way that people don't expect, and then... You know, don't expect there necessarily to be, a, a, you know, a leaderboard created for it. And don't worry about a leaderboard right. created for it. You know, uh, you know, I think if if interest emerges, you know, that, that people want to run the game in this way, the, that's going to be the argument, I think, for, uh, you know, for, for a leaderboard being made for it, right? It, the argument mm-hmm. isn't going to be, I want to, you know... I, I I have an earnest, sincere reason to not want to play the game this way. Will you please let me on the leaderboard in a different way? I think, you know, becomes, hey, there's a bunch of us that are doing this and we would like to track that progress, you know, and I think that's right. a much more compelling argument to a moderator. Uh, you know, I, I moderate a bunch of small boards and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why isn't there a 100% category? And I'll say, well, because no one's done it. All right. <laughs> and I'm not going to make the category and none right. of y'all are actually going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, I see. 
So always, you know, I, I think the most important thing is, you know, document what you do, uh, do it. And, you know, and if the opportunity and the compelling reason arrives, then, yeah, it's a great time. And I, and certainly at this case, you know, I mean, if you look at the, uh, you know, the categories uh, for, you know, Dorskit mod, lots of people run Dorskit mod. So, you know, there, there was an interest in it. Yeah, definitely. This is a great take. I, I like your answer on that. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad, I mean, I, you know, I'm saying that as, a, as an outsider. I, I think, you know, mostly because I'm not someone who is uh, necessarily on the inside of large communities, I mostly see Twitter hot takes going around, which are probably more inflammatory, hopefully mm. more inflammatory than the discourse that goes in an inside community. I'm going to knock on wood as I say that. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what it's like in, in you know, in Resident Evil or, or anywhere else, but um, mm-hmm. But certainly, you know, I, I, I love experimenting. And also the other thing, too, is I know there are games that might be dead as speedruns, if not for mm-hmm. mods. Uh, dead mm-hmm. Rising uh, comes to mind. Uh, Bioshock Infinite comes to mind. You know, so mm-hmm. certainly I would rather have more cool speedruns than... I didn't feel like grinding this game to get the one uh, tool in Bioshock Infinite that makes the game go fast. Right. Where is Resident Evil Remake in your repertoire? What's the what's the outlook on that one? Oh, uh, well, I go back to that game like from time to time for sure. Um, like if I if I feel like I'm not vibing with the game, like for instance, Dino Crisis. Like I did not want to do another night of, <laughs> <laughs> of Dino Crisis. I was like, okay, guys, we're just gonna play remake. Um, so it's kind of like a like um my comfort game mm-hmm. in a way. So whenever I feel like I I just want to kind of chill out or if I'm not vibing with a game I want to switch, I'll definitely pick that up. And also more recently, I've been doing Typing of the Dead. Mm. So that, yeah, that, that was really fun. I'm not speedrunning it, but it's fun to play. <laughs> Maybe I'll speedrun it if I if I get better at touch typing. <laughs> I mean, you know, there. I mean, I'm sure you know if 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 you know of like Dices, then you probably know of people who speedrun oh, typing yes. of the dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I can I can only imagine uh, with, the, with that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's an interesting. What was the experience? You started speedrunning Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, and then you have since then done speedruns of the original, the OG, RE2. Mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. that like? What was it like to go from... Oh my gosh. It was it was actually really like kind of shocking, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've actually never played RE2 OG until I started speedrunning it. Um, reason being, it's because I, I watched a lot of it when mm-hmm. I was younger. So I was like, I kind of know the game, right? Right? And I booted it up, and I was like, I know nothing about this game. And <laughs> And and so it was a lot of panic, like 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 scrolling through my notes during cutscenes, like okay, what do I do after I meet Marvin, and oh, what do I do after this cutscene? And it, it was just it was just really different, um, you know, g- going from remake uh, from more mod- uh, modern controls back to tank controls, um, it it was different, and the the importance of lines was still there, and but it was not as forgiving as remake um because when you die in 
an ODRE2, that's it. You go right back to the beginning. There's no autosaves. And I was brutally reminded of that every time in RPD. So, so it was, it's very difficult. Um, in comparison to remake, I think, um, it, from my personal experience, it's, it's a lot more brutal. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot can go wrong and there's not a lot of, uh, I guess, like outlet for, <laughs> for fixing that mistake <laughs> that you make in the beginning. So, but it's really fun. I do enjoy OG RE2. Comparing, like, I, I'm just wondering, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Coming coming back to you know the more tangential, obviously you're likely already familiar with this kind of game from playing you know kind of the mm-hmm. the the uh, I don't know like the peak of the genre. I don't want to say Resident Evil Remake is the best, but I feel like I think it's the best, and a lot of people talk about it like it's the best. <laughs> um, coming back to Resident Evil Two, which is you know a, a game that is earlier in the series, where there you mentioned it's you know the lines are less forgiving. Do you think in general like it's is it? It's probably a rougher experience. How much rougher is it? Is there? Would you warn people like, oh, maybe don't go back to this, or is it still perfectly playable? Oh no, please, mm. please play it, please play it. No, it's 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 a perfectly good game. Like it's great. It's a great speed running game as well, and uh, it's just a little more technical, if especially if you want to like take no damage in the beginning of the game, which is really important for Claire A and OGRE two. Um, so definitely like, please pick it up. It's great, but it's brutal in the beginning. But if you can get past RPD in the beginning, you're, you're set for, for the rest of the run pretty much, uh, with the exception of final, the final Birkin fight, but (laughs) that that's a, that's another discussion. (laughs) I I watched your PB in this game. Uh, and so I did see that Birkin fight, the final Birkin Uh, fight. It's yep, yep. Do you have future yep. plans for this game? Do you plan to run it back against Birkin? I I need to run it back. <laughs> I cannot I cannot have that fight on my on my SRC profile. I cannot. No, it's yeah, I need I need to take my revenge mm-hmm. against Birkin. I yeah. So I need to get him stuck on that corner and and call it a day, but that's for another another day to fight. <laughs> One more specific game take I wanted to get was I, I noticed this thing at the bottom of your SRC profile, which is uh-huh. the Resident Evil Three remake, uh, oh. which a lot of people picked up hoping it would be the second coming of Resident Evil Two remake, and broadly people did not seem as enthused with it. Was this also your experience? Did you pick it up around when it was new and kind of kind of bail? Yeah, yeah. So I. I- I distinctly remember I ran it for like a week mm-hmm. and that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Like the moment I got sub hour, I was like, okay guys, we're moving on. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, yeah, I, I think I'm in the majority here that, um, our Resident Evil 3 remake was half baked. Mm-hmm. And, um, while it did have a lot of potential and people were really excited for it, um, it was just kind of lacking in the content, especially. And from like, if you're going to label it as a remake, like make it the game, like, you know, the content of the game from the original. So, um, it was kind of disappointing in that sense, but, um, a lot of people still do enjoy running it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they think it's a fine speed game. 
um and i actually like applaud people who do inferno speed runs on this they're they're insane inferno is insanely difficult um so shout out to the re3 make speed runners out there um but for me um not my sort of speed run so yeah i don't think i'll be returning to that anytime soon <laughs> fair no extremely fair it's it's been interesting because i think you know again the perspective you brought out was sort of a you know a, a common one uh, and I, mm-hmm. that's mostly what I've heard. I did have uh, I did have Mike Wave on the podcast a few weeks ago, yeah. who who is a a strong proponent of the fights uh, in, in RE3 as being you know oh. worth RE3 make as being worth optimizing. You know from that from that De- perspective, definitely I agree with Mike on that. The boss fights are very very fun in that game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I, and that's the other thing too. I I will say as a as a spectator of RE2 make or RE3 make, I. I visually I find the knifing thing to be very boring. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. I uh, uh, like. What? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I I agree. I, from a spectator standpoint, and you don't know what's going on. You're yeah. like, why are they using a butter knife? Yeah. To, what is this? And like, why is it taking it? Why is it so fast? And so yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but I think if you know the speed tech, it's like. Oh, okay yeah Makes sense like why, oh that yeah. was a good slash or like that wasn't mm-hmm. a good slash so but yeah d- visually re3 make is definitely more exciting in terms of boss fights all right so the plan now is that we're gonna i have a few sort of end questions for the formal script i'm gonna get to once we wrap those up uh if folks are in the chat and have questions that they want to pass to you directly we can do that one of the things that i do in these exit questions is that i get a question from my previous guest for my next guest uh last week's guest uh was uh ninten who's a kingdom hearts speedrunner uh ninten passed along this question and this is this is i know i don't tell the guest who the question is going to uh but i think this is a fun one because since you started speedrunning more recently i think this is a fun question for you which is is there a particular year or era of speedrunning that you wish you could be a part of, you go back in time and be a part of this year in speedrunning. Oh, uh, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm such a baby to this community. Um, let, let me think about that. Oh gosh, um, huh? I guess. Hmm. I wonder if it would be interesting to be a part of like when resident evil 2 remake were like just coming just out, out to yeah. yeah just coming out and like people were just starting to kind of route it and and um kind of break the game uh, in that sense um because i don't have a lot of experience in finding my own glitches or finding mm-hmm. my own strats uh so i think for me personally it would be very interesting to be at the beginning of a launch of a game um, that I, that I would be interested in running. Um, so I think RE2R would be pro- probably cool for me to be at, at the beginning, but I was a little bit too late. <laughs> right. Cause I guess that would have been RE2 remake comes out the very like February, 2019. Is that right? Yeah. So it was just like um, about a year before mm-hmm. I started speed running. Right. So yeah, just a year too late. <laughs> yeah. That happens. What about yeah. that? Doesn't mean that I do need from you a question for my next guest. Oh. Now, 
you don't you don't get to know who it is. And in fact, right now, because I'm because I don't do a podcast in the middle of SGDQ, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. who the next guest is. But the next guest will be a speedrunner. Uh, mm-hmm. Question doesn't have to be about speedrunning. I've had questions about music, food, travel. You can do whatever you want. But it will be a speedrunner answering the question. Do you have a question that you'd like to pass along? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. That's tiny. I think about that a little yeah, bit. Take, take a minute. You know, I, no worries. Okay. No okay. Um, so, oh, gosh. I don't know if I want to meme on my community for this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is a food question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to ask the typical one, like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Let me, hmm, let me see. <laughs> We've had a few oh food. I, I think I, I forgot I had one. Okay. I, I, no, I'm trying to think if I actually had someone do the pizza one. I don't think I had a pasket. I think it's usually someone in the in the chat who's done that to me. Who's been like, pineapple on pizza. I'm like, come on, come on. Okay, I have I have a different, I have a different okay. one. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. <laughs> If anybody's if anybody's listening from my community, you guys are know know what I'm going to say. Uh, so imagine a lasagna, okay? Okay. <laughs> and you cut it in half, and you like put the one piece of lasagna on top of the other, like a sandwich. Okay. Is it still? Is it still a lasagna? Okay. No. All right. I like this. <laughs> I've not heard this one before. But I like this one. I could I could sense this will cause much strife. Um, is there is there a prevailing wisdom in your community as to the answer to this? It's <laughs> they just say spec why. Okay. <laughs> like why would you ask this? And you know the answer is inconclusive. Okay. It's inconclusive. Fair enough. No, that's I like that. That is very very good. All right. Well, before we dwell on the question of lasagna on top of lasagna, is it still just one lasagna? Um, do you have upcoming games that you're keeping an eye on that you're excited to play? Ooh, upcoming games. Uh, hmm. I am excited to run slash play the new port of Fatal Frame. Uh, made it in Blackwater. Uh, they announced that they would be porting it to all j- current gen consoles and PC this year. So I'm pretty excited to get my hands on that because originally it was released for Wii U, Wii U and yep. I don't have a Wii U. So <laughs> I'm very excited to get my hands on that and um, play through it and then eventually speedrun it. Have you played or speedrun other Fatal Frame games? Yeah, so I've played uh, 1, 2, and 3. I haven't finished 3. Um, I've played them when they came out on the PS2. So uh, it's been a while since I've played a Fatal Frame game, and I've seen people speedrunning it. So that's also another series I want to tackle in the near future. Cool. Now, those, I've never played them myself, but I, I watched, I think when I when I interviewed Max, he actually watched his, one of his Fatal Frame runs. And they seem like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So uh, that should be definitely uh, exciting for the future Mm -hmm. how about uh people in the community uh, that you would like to shout out especially people who who might not be known right because we've already mentioned some folks who are certainly well known eric dysis uh maxi mike wave etc anybody that you'd want to give a shout out to especially people who are maybe uh not as well known 
Yeah, sure. The the first person who comes to mind, I call him my little homie. Uh, his name is KJ Ender, and he is an excellent, excellent Resident Evil speedrunner. He was just actually on Thunderthon, I think, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He did um, Jill Best Ending, um, and he's just excellent. He's a really funny guy, really great speedrunner. Um, and we're actually going to do a Portal 2 speedrun together in the near future. Uh, so that should be oh, cool. a lot of memes, a lot of fun. Uh, another person I would like to shout out is Gun Destiny. She is an excellent, excellent uh, Sekiro speedrunner. She also does uh, dabble in Bloodborne and um, Haunting Ground. So she's Haunting Ground too, cool. Yeah, yeah. She she mainly does Sekiro, um, mm-hmm. but she's also an excellent speedrunner to cool. watch. Um, there's there's so many. Um, uh, another one, if I can shout out, uh, Cloudmark. He does a lot of like um, Japanese horror RPGs. So like Koldelka mm-hmm. is one of his favorite games. Um, he also does Fatal Frame. So it's uh, it, he does a lot of interesting speedruns. I would like to tackle in the future. It's always interesting to see what he's playing. God, Kodelka is such a weird, a good one, a, a game worth experiencing, but a very <laughs> yeah. weird game. Uh, yeah, so that's for very sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So th- there's so many in my community. Uh, those are the three that come to mind. But shout out to you guys who who have come in and like shared your speedrunning experiences with me for sure. If people are looking for your stuff, where should they be looking? Uh, I do have a Twitch. It's Spectralite, um, just like my name. Uh, <laughs> and on YouTube, I'm on, on Spectralite as well. And I do have an Instagram, Twitter. Um, I said YouTube. And then I also made a TikTok recently. Mm, TikTok. <laughs> um, there's nothing on there yet. But yeah, that's where you can find me. But for um, the one... the the content that exists already is mainly on Twitch and YouTube. Cool. And now, if you're here with us live, I've uh, put a few of the links, uh, the Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, in the chat. So you can go ahead, click on, like, subscribe as needed now. Uh, and then if you're listening after the fact uh, on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, whatever, uh, you can check the, ch- uh, the show notes or description, and you'll be able to find all the links there. So you can still do that even in the future. Uh, now, before we go to Q&A, first off, thank you so much for giving me all this time. No, thank you for having me. This, this is great discussion, and the questions you asked are really great. and made me think a lot. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Reflect on myself a lot, so thank you. I do need one more thing from you before we go to the Q&A, which is I'm going to use a cheesy catchphrase, like, let's boost on out of here. And when I Ooh. say that, I need you to give me your best rocket engine noise. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. All right, excellent. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening. Let's boost on out of here. Excellent. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Exactly what I needed. I, I look forward to editing this every time. Uh, I've never gotten tired of this. I'm like we're 59 of these, and I've been doing this since like episode five or six, and it is good every time. 
Um, very, very good. All right, so folks, if you have questions that you want to ask Spectralite, go ahead, drop those in uh, to chat, and I'll relay them. Actually, I want to ask you right now, SGDQ starts tomorrow. Uh, do you have runs that you're excited about? I'm excited to see um, one Mount Apocalypse is his first GDQ oh, yeah, event. His first GDQ. I'm really exciting. excited for that. Yeah, yeah very exciting for him. Um, I'm also very excited to watch Cat Link and her race um, in RE7. Mm-hmm. So, also good. and I also think she's running Jazz Punk. So those oh, are the yeah, runs yeah, yeah. that I can think of. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm really excited for those. Good. For sure, for sure. Now I'm definitely, definitely, definitely excited for a bunch of things. I, you know, as um. You know, my my buddy Casey Fru is going to be doing GTA Three, which I'm really excited for. And then uh, one a run I a run I submitted, but a different category in uh, Teardown, which is like an indie destruction game. Uh, a, a runner named Waffleman, who is is going to be doing any percent for that, which I'm definitely excited for. And if I had to shout out one other one right here, it would be uh, the N64 game Blast Core. Uh, a Japanese runner. I'm always one of the things I'm really happy about is I feel like they they did a good job taking a lot of Runners who probably wouldn't be able to make an in-person GDQ, and uh, a needle who is the runner doing blast core is a Japanese runner, probably not coming to an in-person uh, GDQ, but you know able able to do this now. And so you know, shout outs to shout outs to GDQ for you know taking advantage of the opportunity to you know to showcase some of those people who probably aren't going to be able to travel. All right, we we got no one. <sighs> See, I know you got your community here in chat, but I, they're not giving me the questions that I need. See, I was trying to, <laughs> trying to harvest stuff from them. Did I forget anything that I wanted to ask about? This is always my opportunity to to mea culpa. I think I got really we we covered we covered most of the 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 good stuff um, in terms of. Uh, I didn't get to ask you. So this is always I have, I have this script that's kind of like a flow chart that I go through, mm-hmm. and you know, like, and so depending on like what you do, like for example, if like someone's running old console games, there's a whole nest of questions about like how do you capture it and you know how do you convert the <laughs> signal. But if you're on PC, right, you don't right. have to deal with any of that stuff. You know, that's yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, home, home free from that. <laughs> have you submitted stuff to to SGDQ or or any? I mean, obviously you'd submitted to you know you did frame fatal or fleet fatals, but have you been submitting yeah. to GDQs or other marathons? Uh, no, and the reason why this kind of ties back to um your question earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. um that I, I felt like I didn't have anything new to present um so I wanted to submit again if I. Uh, expanded my games list on that so the part of the reason why i wanted to step outside of re um because re is very popular mm-hmm. um but i think that one i have an interest in other games and two uh, i don't see those games in gdq so probably want to submit on those yeah the, the like the science of, of gdq submission is is interesting because i you know i think game choice is king like you want you want to mm-hmm. pick a game a popular game but you know there's sort of all these mitigating factors in terms of like what is your competition uh mm-hmm. you know what and then also how long has it been since that game's present your resident evil is a series where you're gonna have other people probably submitting and you're gonna have yes. you know it might have been in there recently you know so like what mm-hmm. and the sometimes that's an opportunity sometimes that means you submit a different category and and that's Mm -hmm. you know the 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 trick to to you know selling it to the games committee um Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just find a weird game you know sometimes that works too Mm -hmm. for sure wonder what else we got what in here 
When it comes to uh, to doing, oh wait, here we go. Fretzel's got something, but he but he's teased me with it first. Oh, oh do you have takes <laughs> about RE4 remake? Do you think that's? Good? I mean, are you an RE4 fan? Oh, how do you feel RE4? Oh gosh, I I was obsessed with RE4 okay. when it came out on GameCube, so I really enjoyed playing that game. I haven't tried playing it as a late. Well, actually, no, I lied. I did attempt to play slash speed run it mm-hmm. uh, but i couldn't physically play it because i got motion sick so like i don't know what it was about the game but it's just like the the pixels from gamecube were just blown up mm-hmm. on pc and it was just it hurt my eyes so bad so i physically couldn't play it um so i need to find a way to play that game again but in terms of re4 remake um it's possible possible uh d- just because they have assets from village to use to reuse mm-hmm. um so so it's very possible but for me i don't think re4 needs a remake in this point of time i think there are other resident evil titles that need it more um and the community is begging for for a remake for those games are, are you sure thinking of a heard. particular game here because i feel like there's a game me- i usually hear people say yeah, I'm sure you hear a lot of people say Co-Veronica. Yep. Yep. yep yeah, Co-Veronica, um, beloved game, needs a remake. People are begging for it, and there's, like, no talks of it. So it's like, oh, gosh, please, we have to pray. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, Co-Veronica and also Outbreak is the, the mm. other title that That's I hear That's the multiplayer lot. one, so, right? The, yes, yeah, it was okay. ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. It was ahead oh, of yeah, its yeah, time. Yeah. I, 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 a few times I watched Carsey play that, and it's very fast. I was like, well, this is this feels like it should have come out 10 years later than it did, you know? When, when yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Have, no, um, I had a question about... Uh, oh, have you played Code of Veronica? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, you're mentioning it needs a remake, which I think you you can say without having played it. But have you played it? <laughs> um, I've played a little bit of it. This was way back in the day when I would look up strategies on game FAQ. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I dabbled a little bit in it, but I think I was a little bit too young to understand what to do i was like oh i don't have any ammo i guess the game's over like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah at the time i was playing i i I was too young to comprehend the 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 idea of survival horror um but yeah i'll I'll want to revisit that in the near future for sure all right gun destiny has a question here which is Do you rely on tutorials to learn speedruns or is it is enough? Is it fine just to watch other runners to learn strats? Yeah, so this is an interesting question. Um, So you really at the mercy of the community, whether or not there's tutorials and resources available. Mm. Uh, But what most people do is they watch a world record run, uh, which is fine. But also if you're like just starting on a run or a category, I would highly suggest to run to watch a time that's closer to what a like a shorter term goal would be for you. Just because in the world record run, they might be doing like unsafe strats mm-hmm. um, uh, or like strats that are kind of difficult to pull off. Not saying that you couldn't pull them off, but maybe it's a better learning experience if you try the safe strats 
um, at first. Uh, so yeah, I do rely on, on videos like that. Uh, and if there is a tutorial available, I will definitely check that out. Um, but most of the learning comes from actually just talking to people in the community and just being present in their streams if they do stream and asking questions like, oh, uh, why are you doing this strat? Like, oh, how does this work? And, you know, more often than not, uh, the speedrunner will be more than happy to explain. And that's that's how I've learned over time for sure. Um, but on that note, I do think that there is a gap in and kind of like educational speedrunning content um because when you're going into it um there's there's no like i guess guide of as to what does the gold mean what do the colors mean like when i went in there i was like oh why is this green look different from that green you know so just just having uh educational speedrunning content i think is really important and i i think um there's a gap in there for sure when you say educational speedrun content, you're referring, mm-hmm. you know, to the the very broad but commonly accepted elements of speedrunning. Like you just mentioned, you know, the default colors used in live split, for example. Right, right. It's more from for like uh, spectators, I guess, um, just to know what's going on and like what do the numbers mean what what does what does a split mean like people mm-hmm. don't know what that means uh what does it mean to reset or like or reset point what does that mean um so just having kind of like an overview of what speed running is is um, really important i think because like what how we mentioned before that you only know speed running if you know speed running um so from an outsider's perspective it can be kind of a steep learning curve yeah, you know, it's it's definitely interesting to see what types of speedrunning content cut broadly outside of the people who speedrun themselves. Because uh, I feel like when it comes to, like, everyday speedrun communities, you have a lot of... I'll say it again. I said in regards to GDQ, but game choice reigns dominant. You have people interested in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, people interested in Resident Evil. Uh, but then you also you have other types of content. Uh, you know, a, uh, I feel like someone who is broadly known... Uh, outside of just speedrunners would be a it would be a summoning salt you know the who you know does these nice videos the world record progression videos mm-hmm. um uh, often of very popular games uh mm-hmm. and that that people are able to at least get into it on the basic of the basis of the game knowledge or the basis of the you know the effective presentation of the script uh but like i think it's definitely making the audience people who don't know is like like definitely mm-hmm. a thing like i think the the like thing i a while back i did an armored core one speed run any percent explanation video because the game can be done in like 20 minutes but it involves abusing a bunch of invisible mechanics that like you wouldn't know mm-hmm. even if you played the game uh and so like i was like all right let me see what i can do and i like made a bunch of visualizations and stuff like that and um mm-hmm. and it was like far and away first like 48 hours my most successful thing <laughs> that I, I had done on youtube <laughs> and i was like oh i guess you know that that goes to show which is you know it, even even in something as obscure as armored core making something that is uh broad audience facing has its has its appeal definitely definitely i always get questions uh, when i'm speed running like oh how do you how are you gliding up and down the stairs mm-hmm. and it's something that simple as explaining like mashing the run button but most people don't know that and they can't like i guess they can see your inputs now because the gamepad yeah. is Depends visible if you have an input viewer, yeah 
Right, right. Um, but you know, m- most people won't be able to like know that off the top of their head or just by like a first glance. So there's definitely um, a gap in in content for that for sure. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see. Uh, you know, if, if you see something more like that, I, I feel like sometimes some of the um, the like accompanying material in uh, in like a marathon commentary GDQs because marathon commentary right is often skewed towards trying to you know explain things to to a broader audience but you know it's also mm-hmm. like a one take thing it's that's always going to be a different temperature than a scripted mm-hmm. video definitely definitely all right let's see what else is is folks if you have any more questions we're going to be uh only we're going to be on the the front page of SRC for about just another 10 minutes or so so if you have anything else that you wanted to get in there. Oh, actually, I guess maybe I'll, I always like to ask the the selfish question for me as the the host of the Speedrunner Interview Podcast, which is, uh, do you have any folks that you would want to uh, to see on a Speedrunner Interview Podcast? I know you shout out some people, and I've certainly written mm. down some of those names. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's certainly people uh, even well known. one of the reasons I got into doing this was because I felt like there were very well known people who weren't being interviewed, which was surprising mm-hmm. to me. That's what kind of emboldened me to be like, hey, you know, like, what's what is your story? Uh, is there anyone mm-hmm. that you would you would single out saying like, I really want to know how this person got into speed running? Huh. Uh, I actually want to know how Gun Destiny got into speed running. I really want to know that uh, her story because I met her through KJ Ender and and she was already like killing it on the Sekiro speed uh, uh speed runs and i was surprised to learn that she hasn't submitted at the time so i was like what your your time is so good like why aren't you submitting so so i want to know what her story is for sure <laughs> well there she uh, that, that emo i don't know uh, uh, the s emo means you're ready right that's a that's eagerness says <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing but excitement <laughs> god no that's a good one though i like i always like you know i you, some some like common emote formats can be kind of exhausting but i definitely feel like the the s one is one of those ones that's just gotten better like every every variation is better than the original i feel mm-hmm. uh so i definitely <laughs> always enjoy that All right. Well, I'm just going back and seeing if I have any more uh, fun ones that I would want to throw at you. Sure, ask away. Anything? You know, how about how about this? Yeah, we haven't talked too much about about music. Um, do you do any music oh. stuff at all? Are you are you a musician or anything? Or uh, I I used to play piano, okay. um, like on and off, but I haven't touch the piano in a very long time um but yeah i mean yeah i i do like music i I, from time to time i entertain the idea of going back and playing piano but yeah Mm -hmm. it can be hard to have access to pianos oh yeah it it is it is i i mean i i I have one but Mm. it's like kind of collecting dust and it hasn't been tuned in like years so i i don't i'm afraid to press a key and gonna it's gonna sound like awful yeah, yeah. it's gonna explode or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, i'm i'm fortunate i'm able to do a little bit i mean piano is actually my my main thing that i do right now um, oh, okay. i also nice. uh, i have a bunch of trumpets and and i have that guitar back there which i actually haven't touched in a, in a hot minute but 
Um, I really should. It's it's a nice um, like acoustic electric classical. It's I usually just do finger picking stuff. So as nice, nice. Else, but, uh, well, the reason I asked was I was curious with speed running because you're repeating the games so often. Uh, mm. Do you feel like there's a particular piece of music in a game that really kind of like gets you going? Like when you get to that part of the run, the music kicks in and you're you're tuned in. <laughs> Yeah, um, so <laughs> the one that comes to mind for me, I always go back to RE2 Remake. It's it's my baby. Um, so <laughs> at the beginning of the run, when you're going up the RPD staircase, there's a section where it's kind of like, like um, there's a lot of stair skating and uh, corner turning a lot. Um, so quick turning, I should say. And so once you get there, it's kind of like a warm up for the rest of the run. So once you get that going, I feel like the music kicks in. I'm just like, okay, I'm in my zone, and and the rest of the run is just like smooth sailing, sort of, sort of. But mm-hmm. yeah, right. It's, it's <laughs> almost like kind of like a a, a sort of re- relief, like as you're working through, you're like, oh, well, from here on, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's extremely fair. Well, all right, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw some some softballs at you here as we're we're winding down. One thing that <laughs> I I you know it's funny I I mentioned before when I asked you for a question to relay like that I've gotten other you know other sorts of um you know food questions and things like that. And one time I did get the 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 classic, which I feel like tells a lot about uh, the person you're talking to, which is, uh, do you have a favorite dessert and what is it? Oh oh huh. That's a that's an interesting question. No one asks about dessert. Everybody asks about pizza, nah, but not dessert. No pizza. Oh. We're talking about dessert. Oh wow. Um. Huh. I think for me, you can't go wrong with cheesecake. Cheesecake is always like good for me. Um. But also, I love bingsu. I don't know if you know what bingsu is. No, I don't. It's, Please. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, it's a it's basically like a sweet shaved ice. It's a Korean dessert, okay. and it has like rice cakes and like red beans in it. It's so good. I love that as well. Um, so yeah, I I think between those two, probably bingsu is my favorite. Um, but cheesecake is the one that's a little bit more accessible for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> no, that's uh, do you so with with cheesecake? Is there? Because I feel like cheesecake you can get a lot of variety. Is there anything that you're looking for? Are you looking for, uh, uh, you know, like chocolate topping, fruit topping? Does it need a particular consistency? Um, huh. I, yeah, I never really thought about that. I, I don't like the the super fluffy cheesecake, mm. and I don't like it dense either. I guess it's like the Goldilocks formula where sure. it's like just right. Um, but I don't really go out of my way to try like different kinds of varieties or well i do try them but i always go back to the classic that you can't ever go wrong with just classic cheesecake all right here's i got i got one more one more big one for you here which i I won't find And, and i'm asking this too because uh next week for any of my regulars who are still watching i'm gonna be doing a q a with the developer of a game that i've speed run um, which is a new, new, new type of format for me. Um, and so, what I wanted to ask you now, unfortunately, I, I think when you when you run uh, more popular games or games where the developers might literally be speaking a different language or you know working for a large company, chances are mm-hmm. less likely that you're going to interact with the developers. You know, it's just that's right. a, and that's a normal fact of life. Uh, you might interact with community managers, really, if if anybody. 
Um, yep. But do you have a for for uh, for a game that you're actively speedrunning or in your favorite game? So let's say uh, you know either Resident Evil Two the original or remake or 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 Resident Evil remake. Do you have a question or comment that you would give to the developers? we were like, you know, if I could sit down with the person who did Resident Evil 2 Remake and ask them a question, do you have something you really want to ask them? Like, why did you do this? Do you have anything in mind for that? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, huh. <laughs> huh. Um, I, I, this is a common question in the, <laughs> the Resident Evil community. Like, why does the knife do so much damage? Like, mm-hmm. how does that, like like why and and like i i guess that's the first question that comes to mind to me as well um but also like in a broader sense of the game like non-speed running related um i guess the the decision the design decision to kind of make the routes very similar um like why was that done because the the og was very different the scenarios are very different from each other Mm -hmm. and um I didn't get that sense when we were playing um, remake. So I guess like why why was that decision made would be probably my my number one question. No, that's that's a, I'm sure there are lots of and I I hope you know that it, it's kind of it seems depends on the company, but getting right. you know, the the history like. I want to say Capcom is a little better about that. Everyone's better about it than Nintendo, so that's a low bar, <laughs> low bar to, to jump over. But uh, yeah, know, yeah. Hope, hopefully we'll see more of that. Um, mm-hmm. How about as we're winding down here? Do you have any particular opinions about uh, the next generation of of consoles? I feel like right now, besides like the general availability issues, I, I'm not really excited about about them yet. Where, yeah, where are you? yeah. I, I I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm in the same boat. I. Yeah, with the with the accessibility issues with the consoles, I'm just like not really super like I guess riled up to even get my hands on them. Um particularly because I in general I tend to just stick with PC games. Um and if it's if there's a game I'm super interested in only available on console, then sure I'll get the console, but I'm not in a rush to get it. Um so yeah, I, I'm mostly a PC gamer. I, if I can get the game on PC, I, I don't go out of my way to get a console. I'm not really excited about the new gen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. All right, final question is, uh, who do you want to raid? Oh, 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 let me see. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> take your time. Yeah, let me let me take a look here. Now, of course, the, the viewer count right now does benefit from the, the front page viewers. If you're a front page viewer, feel free to click through. Uh, say hi. You could follow me if you want. You don't have to. Uh, but uh, certainly, whoever is here, we can we, we can dispose of them accordingly uh, in some other channel. <laughs> Let me see who is on right now. Oh, um, okay. I see somebody on. How about ooh, uh, crazy gaming days? Um, let me send you his name. He is doing a charity stream, actually, mm. um, and he's speedrunning Resident Evil. He usually does knife-only runs. He's an excellent, excellent streamer and entertainer. It, I always have a good time watching him speedrun. Awesome. I feel like, gosh, this person, 
The name seems familiar. Like I don't know. I guess I must have just seen. So, like I definitely feel like I'm like I, I but I'm not following them. So I, I guess maybe I, I normally you know you just click and follow. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It is just the sense. I, I've looked at too many names now. This is what happens when you when you're always like whenever you see a list of like speedrunner names and you're like, well, I better write all these down. You know, never know uh-huh. when I need them for a podcast. Uh, you eventually become convinced that you know all names, but you never do. You never really, never really do. <laughs> um, well, in that case, let me cue that up get that in there and launched uh thank you again so much this has been a ton of fun i'm really glad that you gave me the opportunity to prod you with all these questions hey thank you so much for having me i i I had a great time chatting with you for sure excellent well i'll let you get to your day and take care enjoy sgdq okay you too take care take care